Welcome back to another episode of Investing 404 with your two favorite amateur, well, investors now. Uh, Chris, this is episode 50. How are you feeling? Yeah, this is that moment when you had your birthday and people ask you, how are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Same as before, right? We've evolved. We've changed our intro at times. We've uh, split the episodes. It's uh, it's been a good journey so far. Yeah, we we took a two week break, uh, basically. Just took a took some time off, reevaluate, and we're gonna do a lot more, a, a lot more sort of personal insight, uh, and a lot more analysis uh, as we go forward. So hopefully you guys like the approach, like what we're doing. Uh, hit us up at investing four hundred four in an Instagram. Uh, it's our only way of figuring out if what we're doing is working or not working. <laughs> so let us know. <laughs> Exactly. So, Goff, on, on the 50th, we shouldn't celebrate too much because we haven't achieved anything, really. But um, <laughs> um, uh, any any special moments? Any any, any favorite episodes from your side? Uh, favorite episodes? I think episodes that changed my opinion on a company and suddenly made me realize I want to invest. Oh, yeah. So, episodes like Pinterest and episodes like Amazon. Episodes where we... I sort of knew what the company was about, but didn't really research into any level of detail before. <laughs> Did the research, had the conversation with you, and then suddenly figured out, oh, yeah, my mindset, and I feel like this is right. Um, now, it does, doesn't mean those investment opportunities have gone right, right? Some of them haven't. Like, let's say Pinterest. Pinterest has crashed over the course of the last couple of months. And so, but it's more the thought process and understanding and feeling like you're on the right decision and you made the right decision and those episodes i feel really hit the mark with that um what about you chris yeah i couldn't agree more um i think amazon some of our early episodes really hit the mark even alibaba versus china i think that that is underrated if you haven't listened to that yet um i think that's a good one i have to say our most listened to still so far and one of my favorites is both etf specials and it, it's it's the fundamentals that people should all know about before researching Neo and Tesla and all the other cr uh, can't swear on this all the other stuff <laughs> out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think at some point um, we were thinking about you know companies are something that everyone falls in love with and like they want to invest in and so on, but in reality. Uh, as an investing approach, people, as they should, like ETFs, right? Uh, take in the last few months, uh, market's been so tumultuous, it's wiped a lot of my winnings, right? Uh, even after me, like I was, even after I was so patient, uh, and it still wiped a lot of my winnings. But ETFs still been strong, right? My Vanguard's still going strong to strong. Uh, let, let's 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 kind of segue into that then, Chris. How, how's your portfolio looking? It's been a couple of weeks, so g give uh, give the crowd, you know, what they want to know. Where's the pain? <laughs> Where's the pain? Um, Goff hit the point and the nail on the head. My for twenty twenty one, just the whole first half of the year, the ETFs have really performed really well. And again, we're talking about the um, world emerging markets, the whole the whole market-wide ETFs, not some kind of specialist clean energy or anything, because again, the specialist ones, plus all the hype stocks, they just haven't done well. And 
I've been flat for a good three, four weeks now. Like there's a week when it, everything falls by three, four percent, and then there's the next day where everything bounces up again five percent. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting market. I think the only one that stands out, and I've just had a look through my list. Um, number one, Beyond Meat, twenty-five percent up in the last week, week and a half because of that whole Reddit crew. Because <laughs> it's one of the most shorted stocks out there. Um, I'm just about to sell it because I think it's going to come right back down. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And, and this is what Gov meant. Sometimes we sound like we know everything, but within us, we still have a lot of discussions and both of us having certain opinions about certain things we want to do. And everyone's different. Apart from that, nothing nothing is really worth mentioning in in my parts. What about you? Uh, it's an interesting time, really. Um, so I'm trying to evaluate what I should do with a lot of my positions, uh, mainly because it's quite a good time for you to uh, reevaluate and invest into some other stocks, right? Um, and but the reality is, all of us have a limited amount of capital, right? So let's say a new stock I want to invest in. I can't do that unless I sell something I currently own. So that's what I'm trying to like evaluate and try and understand. Um, now, in terms of the last couple of weeks, where I've been hit hardest has been crypto, right? Same as you, Chris. Oh, yeah. Crypto has just been an absolute like cannonball uh, crushing down. Uh, and, you know, I think Bitcoin's in the high 30s at the minute. Um, Ethereum's also in the high 2Ks. Uh, and that's from at one point being 60k and and 4k, so it's significantly been hit. Not that it matters too much because our strategy was to just we've already made our money on it, so it's just kind of letting it ride, ride its time. Uh, but it's an interesting time because it's if I wanted to rebalance my portfolio, I can't sell them now because they're so low. So I don't want to sell. I feel like I shouldn't be selling crypto to buy shares in a specific company right because it feels like there's so much more upside potential in crypto so it feels like i should just hold on to crypto uh, now when it comes to my trading two on two a few of them have had uh knocks i mentioned pinterest already um uh, but there's a lot of like opportunistic investment areas i see right now from disney i mean Disney seems really interesting where, where we're at with Disney. Uh, they're really pushing hard to compete against Amazon acquiring NGM. Um, and, you know, the we, we've spoken about how the um, streaming wars are flying hot. And it is flying hot, but flying hot with no real let up for next year. I feel like next year is going to be just as strong, if not stronger. Right. And then having all these studios that you can create your own films with, it's just so powerful. And I, and I really want to evaluate that whilst you think about their parks are going to come back in full force. Right. And Disney's basically down five or six percent in the last three months. So I, f I feel like there's so much potential that's unrealized at the minute. But then again, I mean, it's near its all-time highs, right? So that, that, these are the type of like um, things I'm, I'm wrestling with because you got really interesting stocks with a lot of unrealized potential, I feel, but they're in their all-time highs. Even after this crash of 20, 10, 10, 20%, a lot of these companies are still 
near the all-time highs if you look at the course of 10, 20 years for some of these companies, which is really interesting because if we look, um, there was a wonderful chart, Chris, that you shared on Instagram. Again, and I'm putting another plug here. If you're not on the Instagram, what are you doing? Uh, Chris shared one uh, on IPOs in the last six months. And so IPOs that have come out and then six months later from from Snowflake to Deliveroo, they all got absolutely slammed six months later, right? So you have this perception, you're going with this perception of, oh, yeah, things are amazing in technology or or the other way around. Oh, my God, things are so bad. But in reality, we're in a position here where the market's not really sure about what's going to happen, right? You, you got projected cash flow of for three to five to 10 years for investment horizons. And so what what is a 5% drop doesn't mean anything to a lot of investors, right? So yeah, I feel like there's a lot of thinking to be done right now um, to, to check if our strategy is the right strategy nice good good summary uh i'm going through through a similar thinking process and and not touching the base i think the fundamentals our 70 percent or whatever in etfs we wouldn't touch that it's more about that you know trading portfolio that we have for the individual stocks and as goff said there are stocks out there that have just been flying for months and months and suddenly been hit and I, i'm evaluating them as well and and if you look at some of these high flyers that were too expensive in March, December, have a look at them now. Because if you really like the same company, why is now a bad time all of a sudden if you think that in 10 years they're going to be the next big thing, right? But after a bit of waffling from both of us, let's get into the news. Goff, you're first up. What's been happening? I mean, a lot has been happening. <laughs> Let's start with number one. Uh, all right. So I think I think my first topic I feel should be something that was got the market into this frenzy in the first place, which is inflation. And there was a, there's a quick topic on inflation. Uh, again, I'm not going to waffle on this too long. Uh, I feel like it's just going to be quick. But inflation in Europe met the ECB's inflation target report for the first time since 2018 which is really inc incredible, really, which is it's increased, but it's still within estimate. It's still within the targets. So inflation, the inflationary pressures and the worries that we'd seen in the US leading to a lot of the S&P crash didn't have that big of a rolling impact a couple months down the line, right? Even, even let's even stick to the US, the S&P 500 is close to an all-time high as markets closed, I think it's like less than 1% off the all-time high set in May. Uh, so it, we're talking about this like crashes in the last few weeks and months, but really it's, it's, it's not had that much of a roll on impact. Um, so I just wanted to start there. So we're two, two weeks away now from, from the announcement. And since then stocks have recovered if not some of them are higher than before the inflation news and as gov says the markets overall are higher as well i just think inflation is somewhat a topic that no one is now surprised about if the inflation is still high and like three months six months that's fine because people are kind of expecting it now on on the other side though if inflation suddenly turns out much lower than estimates then you know where the market is going right but inflation, I, I can guarantee you in like three to six months, inflation is not going to be the hot topic anymore. 
something else will have come up, right? We keep going through these waves of inflation is high topic, then it's China trade deals, it's what's the next big thing, um, North Korea, and then something else, right? If, if, if you're going to keep track, guys, uh, just know that was Chris, not me. Uh, <laughs> on the waffle. Uh, de definitely Chris's views are not the views. <laughs> it's Chris's views, not the views of uh, Investing 404. Fair, uh, very fair. I thought you meant on the uh, waffling. <laughs> oh, no, 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 on inflation, inflation. I think the waffling, everyone's behind it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wrong format. Uh, Okay, hello. My, my first one, um, one thing I really liked and um, it came about, I think even MKBHD had it in one of his YouTube videos, uh, in case anyone is listening. Quick shout out to another great YouTuber. <laughs> um, but he introduced a Ford electric truck and it had something like a 400 mile range with uh, a load in the back. It had electric plugs, it had all the fancy things you would want from an electric car and I think it charged as well. And then it comes back to the fact, so what, what things does Tesla have left that really puts them at a valuation that's like the seven biggest car companies together? And it becomes really interesting when you think Volkswagen is now the highest selling electric car in Germany, I think. Uh, Norway, there's like three, four other models that are competing with the Model 3 of Tesla. Uh, I think there's a lot of catching up that other car companies are now doing that. Um, if Tesla is not careful, apart from the autopilot and that charging system, I think the charging infrastructure is still incredible. But apart from that, a lot of other car companies are catching up now. And there's just too many electric car companies out there. From Neo to Tesla to all the other legacy companies that are now coming into the market. There's not that many cars you can sell. <laughs> so I think that whole market is, is going to be interesting to watch. I'll watch it from... Um, from the far, I'm not invested in any car company, so I'm happy with that. Oh, are you are you out of Aston Martin? Oh shoot! Sorry, yeah, I'm I'm in Aston Martin. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I didn't even think about them because they don't have an electric car. They are so legacy still. Uh, <laughs> They're on petrol. Uh, 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 yeah, all right, you got me there. I didn't yeah, even think about that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love it. Yeah, electric's the future, but I'm investing in a company that doesn't want to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me there. Touche. In, in fairness, Aston Martin is a slightly different, um, you know, recovery play. But uh, yeah, yeah, you got me. Uh, in in terms of the overall point, I think that's really really fair chris uh ev competitors are just increased and that 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 space is going to lead to more affordable cars more affordable electric vehicles for consumers i think all of this is great for consumers uh, and i think the car you're mentioning chris was that the f-150 lightning or whatever i think that had like seventy thousand pre-orders exactly which is crazy because uh, when we looked at Tesla and Tesla sales. Tesla doesn't sell that many cars. So um, the actual sales of cars aren't that high. So 70,000 pre-orders just really shows you what that uh, that demand is like. Yeah, exactly. And it comes back to Tesla has like four different models out there. And it's starting to get familiar. You see a Tesla on the road, you're thinking, ah, cool. But you see another one 20 minutes later, you think, oh, another Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas now it's getting interesting to, oh, hang on, I just saw that Volkswagen ID3. That's the electric version. Or I, I saw this other model. Um, I still haven't seen a Neo or BYD or any of these companies, but 
when those first appear on our streets, that'll be interesting. So I think Tesla's starting to lose some of that coolness. So Tesla sold around 100,000 cars in uh, 2017, and right now we're at about 500k, right, in terms of cars in 2020. 2021's probably roughly the same. So it's interesting to see new car coming out straight away, 70,000 pre-orders, right? I mean, it just shows you that mm. there's the loyalty to Tesla, just like it just isn't strong. It isn't strong enough. Uh, to guarantee that top spot, right? And we were talking about this, I mean, in a detail when we did our Tesla episode, so go check that out. We, we talked about how a lot of the cash flow projections are done from a standpoint where Tesla is market leader well into the future. Unfortunately, that just isn't guaranteed in any way, shape, or form, uh, just purely because of how much competition there is. And like Chris said, the, the, the self-autonomous driving thing is basically one of the few like ultra niches which a lot of the competitors are again like fighting for right so um go going into the next sort of uh lockdown booming company uh is zoom right zoom absolutely crushed um expectation in their earnings report uh, i think eps beat wall street consensus by like, 36 percent coming at 1.32 <laughs> $1 a share uh, revenues also beat expectation at 957 million for our 5.6%, which is, by the way, a, almost a 200% increase year on year, which is just <laughs> just the most ridiculous kind of numbers, right? Uh, in terms of. You have to put um, that in an example so people get it. it just, just imagine if Apple, in one year, they sold 100 million iPhones, and a year later, they sell like, I don't know, 300 million. It's just, like put these figures into perspective. Obviously, the corona helped, but it's, it's just, just incredible. Yeah, and it's pure like it's pure cash because they have the software. They need to just stand it up, but they have the software. So then you just sell more copies of the same software. It's just ah, oh, so good. Such a great business model. Slightly overvalued for sure, but um, ah. Oh. Great business. Uh, it's interesting though. So te uh, Zoom's price uh, currently is around three three six. That's from a highs. I mean, the highs it was at around five fifty, um, and three three six is basically where they were in August twenty twenty, right? So, and that's also rebounded. I mean, it was down to two nine five in May, and two nine five is again, like I said, August twenty twenty, right? So, uh, really interesting prospect. Um, and it can kind of go anywhere, I feel. It's funny. If anyone has a second, just go on Yahoo Finance. Go on the financials chart that they provide on annual for Zoom. And just check 2020 versus 2021, the chart. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. That growth is just oh, hilarious to see. All right, next one. Um, I'll throw a wildcard in here. And one company that is going up and down, almost like GameStop, Virgin Galactic. <laughs> and the uh, only reason I put them <laughs> up there is because they had another successful test flight. And I think the stock popped 25% straight away. Um, and I think they're planning a couple more uh, test flights. It's such an odd thing to invest in. But if anyone's invested, send us a message and, and maybe uh, explain why you invested. We'd like to bring some... Um, features from certain people onto the podcast because um, it's so interesting to think 
there'll be touristic flights up into space that then land again and they just paid a quarter million for it. it just, everything about that sounds Unbelievable, bizarre. right? <laughs> I, actually unbelievable. Actually unbelievable. And I think on um, going to the moon, we can end on that note, right? <laughs> well, going to the moon, Chris, I mean, you just opened the door there. Going to the moon... AMC Entertainment. I don't know if you saw about that craziness <laughs> that happened with AMC Entertainment. Uh, again, it's bound to uh, it's 6% down today, but it just jumped 50% in the last week. It's up 430% in the last month. Uh, there's, your, there's a five bagger right there. Bang. AMC Entertainment. Uh, <laughs> in like a founded week. Founded <laughs> uh, yeah, found, found, the thing. Founded in 1920, so it's been around for 100 years, but Nah, in a week, let's just like five times its value. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you would think they just discovered a way to, you know, make unlimited electricity. Must, yeah. uh, it's funny. You look at crypto's chart and you think, well, wow, that's volatile. And then you look at AMC. Whew. <laughs> that's a different perspective. I guess with that, it just rounds off today's episode. So um, thanks for sh supporting us. Make sure you share the episode with everyone that you think will find us interesting or boring. Either way, um, if you want to waste someone's oh, yeah. time, uh, big fan of that. Uh, uh, we're going to start having a few guests on the show as well. Uh, we're going to test it out, so make sure you stay engaged. Um, we'll see how that rolls. <laughs>